1: Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with an <laughs> NFL Network superstar. I'm really panicking about how to pronounce the surname, but here we go. Andrew Siciliano. How you, bad you was that? You got
0: it. You got it. You got it. Well Excellent. done.
1: Thank you so much uh, for your time. Where in the world are you at the moment,
0: Paul? I am in. Uh, I'm in Cleveland. No, I'm not. I'm in LA. I'm at NFL Network right now in LA. Just got off the air. Just finished up to the minute um and uh chilling here for a little bit got to wait around uh, in case there's any breaking news in case there's a russell wilson deal or anything else going down today and then probably get out of here in about an hour
1: what do you think is going to go on with uh russell uh, wilson
0: well today's the deadline he has uh, given april 15th to the seahawks that's his deadline for getting a long term deal done um, he's going into the final year of his contract one they signed four years ago um, he'd obviously like a new deal. They would like to give him a new deal. He wants it done today, which is the first day that they're reporting for the off-season program. Twenty-three teams reported today, so now everyone but one has reported today, I think. And uh, he basically wants it out of the way and says, "If we don't get it done by today, I don't want to hang it over our heads." In other words, I don't want to negotiate. I don't want to, you know. Worry about it during the season. Granted, the season's still months away. But, uh, yeah, we're waiting for maybe something to get done there, where, again, he gets paid a lot of money. Um, and, God forbid, they don't get it done. Remember, the Seahawks still have the franchise tag. They could use yep. next year for $30 million, Or, God forbid, the franchise tag two consecutive years, in which they'd have to give him $36 million <laughs> in year two. Um, they'd, have, they'd prefer not to go year by year and do something long-term where they could spread out the cash against the cap. But uh, we're waiting
1: excellent and just tell us what time is it there with you at the moment
0: uh right now let me check it is 208 pacific time
1: excellent and we're 10 o'clock here in london so
0: p.m yeah
1: p.m yes we're about to go to bed and you're just having your lunch so um exactly if i'm correct you went to the same college as jim brown
0: i did i did jim brown went to syracuse uh, he's from long Island. well went to high school in long island in new york outside uh the city went to syracuse where he was um If you talk to people in Syracuse and and anyone else for that matter, not only the best football player, but he was also he is considered by many to be the the greatest lacrosse player of all time. Syracuse has a very proud lacrosse program, won a a, a shelf worth, a, a wall's worth of national championships. So he played lacrosse and football there.
1: Andrew, did you ever play lacrosse?
0: I did not. But when I was in school, I did. I did the lacrosse play-by-play for the student radio station.
1: Wow! Okay, you learn something new every day.
0: I had to learn about it because (laughs) um, growing up, I did not play it, and it is an entirely different beast. But it's a great sport.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be really honest with you, Andrew. I don't actually understand how the game works. So, uh, but when I most,
0: I'd say most of America doesn't either.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When I was in uh, Ireland, they have something similar, Gaelic football. So. uh, they they love it i could be wrong is it similar or not lacrosse gaelic
0: it's um it's uh how would i describe it it's uh well the native americans here um and those in what is now canada used to call it the Got
1: yeah.
0: um in, uh, that's that's the native term it's it's you have a stick there's a, there's a basket at the end of the stick. You're throwing a ball. It's a, it's a fast sport. It's a physical sport. It's a fun sport. I love it. It, it has never truly caught on on the pro level. And it's only played um, at the youth level in a couple of places. Well, it's growing now, but back in the day, it was only played in, in the Baltimore area in Maryland and in Northern Virginia, but mostly Baltimore, in upstate New York, around Syracuse, central New York, and on Long Island, uh, where Jim Brown learned it. As a high school kid, those were the three main areas. It's gotten much bigger. It's gotten, I mean, it's expanding, but it still isn't totally mainstream.
1: Excellent. And here in the UK, we see you a lot on our TV with the Game Pass coverage. Tell us, how did you get into the uh, working for NFL Network?
0: Um, It's it's been a long road. I mean, I I never thought I'd ever be on TV. Um, I was going to be a writer. I went to Syracuse to be a writer, to be a journalist. Um, I somehow got into radio. I somehow got from the student radio station, Uh, doing play-by-play on games um, for football and for basketball and for lacrosse Um, with other students there. They have a a good communications program and a proud history of cranking out broadcasters. That was not what I necessarily wanted to do. Um, But my first job in college was in radio in Chicago as a reporter. Um, And then somehow I went from reporter to talk show host. And then somehow I went from Chicago to L.A. And then sometime around 2003-ish, I was at Fox and we decided to launch. I didn't decide. Uh, <laughs> the first ever fantasy football show, they threw me on that. Um, and then we launched the Red Zone Channel on DirecTV in 2005, just finished our 14th year. Um, and then somehow the Red Zone Channel on DirecTV brought me to NFL Network in 2011. Um, and uh, I get up every day and put on makeup and wear a suit and talk about football somehow. <laughs>
1: You put makeup on, Jesus.
0: It's not, it's not my choice. Yeah. I mean, oh. mo- most people, there's an in- in- insider trick there. Most people on your television, when you're watching the local news, uh, the presenters, as you call them, or the na- national news for that matter, are wearing at least a little bit of makeup, men and women alike.
1: So let, let's try and put some of my <laughs> previous guests under the bus. So someone like Mark Sessler, would he wear a bit of a uh, foundation makeup? Uh,
0: Mark, I've seen Mark Sessler walk into makeup and just say just a little bit of light powder. Yeah, <laughs> still wear. It. Yep, absolutely. When Daniel Jeremiah was on, if he if he was wearing a suit and he was fresh off TV, he probably still had his uh, <laughs> his pretty boy makeup on.
1: It's no good <laughs> wearing a white shirt and that makeup going on your shirt. So, uh,
0: no, it gets on your it absolutely gets on your collar. Yep. <sighs>
1: All right. Yeah. Well, well, look, we're a Browns podcast. I'm going to ask you some quick Browns questions. Do it. Do you think the Browns are going to trade up into the first round?
0: Um, you know, uh, Mary Kay Cabot and the Plain dealer in Cleveland did a, a good piece last week. I think it was Mary Kay breaking down all the trades John Dorsey has made in the past, whether it be last year with Cleveland or the years past in Kansas City. He does have a tendency to trade up um look he's got to fall in love with somebody sitting at 49 right now you're going to get a good player but if they think they're in win now mode which I think with the Beckham trade the Richardson signing among other things they believe that and they think somebody can help them immediately yeah if one of the offensive tackles um you know there's really three of them the first round that people love if one of them falls for some reason maybe maybe they can make a move. But you know, it all depends on how much you want to give up to to move up. Some people will mortgage the future. When Dorsey was with the Chiefs, remember they traded up with the Browns to get in position to take Mahomes, yes. he traded a future one. Would he do that again? Um, I think unlikely, but uh, it depends. You know, most teams will tell you they only have – X number of players that they truly, quote unquote, give first round grades to. So there might be 32 slots in the first round, but on their board, the way that they've graded guys out, they say, well, only 17 or 18 of these guys do we truly have a first round grade. Well, if one of them is to fall and they think the value is right, sure. There are always teams in the bottom third of the first round who are willing to move out or move down. A couple of years ago, the Browns, obviously under Sashi, moved back up for that third first round pick yeah um i wouldn't be stunned if they did it this year
1: yeah and um where were you when uh, obj uh <laughs> did did you uh, believe did you believe it when you saw it or did you have to double check
0: no i believed it when i saw it because um i, I got an internal email from work saying our oh, mike garofolo has it and we're reporting and i went wow to answer your question i got done with work i'd driven home i had just gotten out of my car at my house and, uh, and I, and I, and my, my phone buzzed and I took it out and I read it as I was closing the car door and I was like, well, and I texted my brother who's a Brown season ticket holder. Excellent. And, uh, I, I said, they got OBJ. And his response was my brother downplays everything. His response was, well, that seems excessive. That, that was his way of saying like, wow, they, they got aggressive. He, he's my brother is more of a p- slow play it kind of person. Like you don't have to mortgage the future immediately, but I think um, I think he eventually came around. I called my father and he started cursing audibly. So I think that was the reaction most fans <laughs> had.
1: I've got to be honest. I my first thoughts were, "Ouch, we've just got another offensive weapon." Where I think we need more defense. But then when the actual deal sunk in and what we actually got, I think it's a great deal for the Browns.
0: Yeah. Look, they. They gave up far less, and I love Jabril Peppers. I'm not trying to, to to take a shot at him. They gave up far less than any people believed or had believed for years that a team would have to give up. I mean, John Lynch, the GM of the 49ers, said that by having the second overall pick, it actually hurt them because the Giants wanted a first-round pick or two first-round picks, and, and the Niners weren't going to give up number two. Overall, that is. Well, the Browns had 17, and and – I mean, if you had told me that they would get away with making this trade by only giving up one first-round pick, I would have laughed at you. Now, Dave Gettleman, the Giants GM, has said, well, we actually got two first-round picks back because we got Peppers. But – I I love Dave, but to me that doesn't work because there isn't a team out there of the other 31 that would have traded you a one for Peppers. I mean, it's – they're trying to justify, but no team was going to give up a first-round pick for Jabril Peppers.
1: And my last Browns question for you is: What do you think the Browns' win-loss record is going to be this season?
0: Oh man, look, I, I so I'm 44. I have seen the good, the bad. I, I I was a kid with the three AFC Championship teams in four years in '86, '87, and '89. Um, I have. I'm not trying to be negative, but I, I have learned to. <laughs> to curb your enthusiasm, to temper expectations, just because you don't want to get too excited, whether it's LaCharles Bentley blowing his knee out the first day of training camp, or, or whether it was the 08 team that, that had a horrible September after they won 10 games in 07. So I'm very cautiously <laughs> optimistic. Um, I would love to say 10 wins. I, I, You know, it's baby steps. Get in the playoffs. I'm confident that this team, if they stay healthy once in the playoffs, will be a force to be reckoned with, but you have to get there first. I do think there is a lot on the new head coach or look any first, any first year, head. take it back any NFL head coach. It's a lot to handle with all those personalities in one room. Now you have a first year head coach. Had a chance to get to know Freddie a little bit over the last couple of months. I think he could definitely handle it, but it is a tall task. Um, I'm going to say my over under is 10. And I do think ten wins gets him in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I I was nine and seven. Now with Odell, I'm ten and six. I think uh, we I, I believe we're going to win the division, but it's going to be a lot tougher than some of the Browns fans are saying.
0: Look, I mean, no one knows how good the Bengals are going to be. Um, no one has any idea. No one. The Bengals could go draft a quarterback at number eleven next week. They they legitimately could. Now, I don't think they're going to dump Andy Dalton if they do. But if they do that, that speaks that. They think they're a long ways off. Uh, No one knows what the Steelers are going to be like, but you know they're going to be good. How good? I don't know. And the Ravens, they won the division. You can't discount them, but Lamar gets a full season. Does he regress like a lot of quarterbacks do in their second season? I I have no idea. It it generally comes down to health, and you can't predict health in April.
1: Surely, Andrew, there's going to be no quarterbacks there at 11 that the Bengals would want to take?
0: Uh, I think there might be. I, yeah. I think, let's say Kyler goes one, play along. Uh, the Giants may pass on a quarterback at six and go defense. I think it's actually a fairly strong chance. Okay. Uh, we're, still ten, we're still 10 days away. The, the question becomes then, look, Paul, here's, here's, a, here's something to remember. 10 of the last 11 first-round quarterbacks were taken by teams that traded up to select them. The only one that wasn't was Baker last year because the Browns had number one overall. But the previous 10 quarterbacks taken in the first round, whether it be Darnold or Mahomes or Deshaun Watson or whomever, were taken when the team's traded up. So one thing you can guarantee is that we will see a trade-up next Thursday for a quarterback by somebody. Do – look, the Packers have Drew Locke. In the building this week in Green Bay, is it because they really want to take Drew Locke at twelve with Aaron Rodgers, or are they trying to convince teams that they need to trade up to get ahead of the Dolphins at thirteen or to get ahead of the Redskins at fifteen? Right, it, it, it's all—it's a—it's it, mind games right now. It, it's trying to trick people. So um, I do think the Bengals would entertain taking a quarterback at eleven. Andy Dalton's in the last year of his contract.
1: Excellent. Well, I learned something there, Andrew. Thank you very much for that. And my last question for you is it says on your profile you love traveling, you love hiking. When was the last time you were in Europe?
0: Uh, I have not been in Europe. I got to remember. I was in Europe, let's say I was in Iceland two years ago. Um, I did not go last year. I traveled to um, Israel last summer, had a great time there. Um, a couple of summers ago, um, I did London. I went to Wimbledon for a day. I did Lovely. Dublin. Uh, I did Oslo, I did Copenhagen, uh, I bounced around a lot, but I want to get back this summer. I um, also went to Pamplona that summer, so I got a lot in. I did Wimbledon and running with the, running with the Bulls, although I did not run. No? Um, no, I thought I was going to. I had play it was a bucket list thing, be an idiot, run with the Bulls, and then I, I went, and day one, I was going to observe, um, and then uh, I observed it and said, there's no way in hell.
1: Well, maybe because, one-
0: because it's all drunks. Right. And, and, and it, I, I wasn't concerned about getting run over by the bowl. I was getting, I was concerned of getting run over and trampled by all the drunks in <laughs> front of the bowls.
1: I, Andrew, I'm more worried about the uh, bull than the drunks. To be honest.
0: So. <laughs> well, I no, I get it. I've done enough stupid stuff in my life, but it was the drunks. Like if you, like I was there on the fence watching day one, right there with a the pen of people, and you would not believe how many people have their skulls cracked because they get trampled by drunks who have not slept in a day and a half.
1: Well, Andrew, you've never done uh, Ascot. Maybe, maybe Royal Ascot could be one for you. Coming no, from- I London. should
0: yeah that i would do i would definitely do that
1: if you've done wimbledon then it's ascot and then you're then you're done in the london summer
0: exactly and i have to come in i have to watch an nfl game there but every time i get there um because i'm working on sunday for direct tv i can't come rather for for any of the games if they were to do a thursday night game there which maybe one of these days will happen maybe then excellent
1: well look, andrew thank you so much for your time where can i'm sure everyone in the world's following you but if they're not <laughs> where can we find your details?
0: Uh uh at Andrew Siciliano on Twitter or on Instagram. Um my name is is tough to spell, S-I-C-I-L-I-A-N-O, Andrew Siciliano, one word, or I assume on the NFL app if you guys want to watch Up to the Minute, which is on at one o'clock Eastern Time, ten A.M. Pacific, Monday through Friday.
1: Excellent. Andrew, I'm just gonna finish up by saying, Go Browns.
0: Paul love it I'm excited I love the hat I love the backdrop thanks for uh, putting up with me I'm long winded and I can't wait to see the schedule
1: no Andrew it's been amazing I've learned a lot so thank you very much for your time
0: hey my pleasure let's do it again
1: thank you